Welcome to episode 22 of Winging It, Palace in Crisis. We're here, <laughs> it's Wednesday, and somehow nothing has changed. Oh, keep calm and carry on. <laughs> Welcome to what one user of the BBS described as the inane chat section of this podcast. Salute. Welcome. Um, questioned our chemistry as well. Only been podding together for seven years. If <laughs> we haven't got chemistry by this point, we might as well pack it all in. You're you're normally right. drinking a, a can of eight percent chemistry as well. <laughs> oh, right on clue. Maybe that's what we need. I'm maybe not on glue, mate. Fucking come on. <laughs> Things ain't that bad yet. I'm not I've not resorted to the glue. Um it's called Outlier Hellis. By Fedant. Um, yeah, I'll have the glue, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know what it's like. Uh, Hesketh, I assume you don't have a bit. It doesn't even sound good. <laughs> it doesn't. It, does, it, it sounds, sounds like you've unclogged a drain. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a beer. No, I've got water. Sorry. That is one heck of a frothy head. head you've got there, mate. Yeah. Can't do anything right. Uh, Albert? Hello. Uh, no frothy head for me. Just a <laughs> bottle of Peroni Red, please. Thank you. Did you just hold the bottle up to your mouth like it was a microphone when you were saying that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is described as a very hoppy. I'm sure it said very hoppy somewhere. Super hoppy. Super lager. glue. See, you were right. But is that it's one only... of the comics you read? Has to be super hoppy. <laughs> yeah. But it's only 4.8%, so not too loopy tonight. I had to keep a straight head for some of the discussions that are to come on this podcast. Uh, Talk into it. Talking about the Brighton game will fucking sober you up. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It doesn't appear to be on the list of things I've got here to talk about. Oh, never mind. (laughs) So first up, first of all, this is going to go out Thursday morning, so you've got the whole day to book a ticket for the under 18s FA Youth Cup game at Sellers Park tonight. If you're listening after, where were you? First game, first of three games against Chelsea in a few days, under 18s, women's, and unfortunately, <laughs> the men's. Uh, hmm. But we'll get into that later. So, yeah, FA Youth Cup game. Get your tickets. Get down there. You, you might see Heskiff. You'll see me, maybe. Don't book in the White Horse. That's the away end. Say, you're in the away <laughs> end, aren't you? <laughs> Thankfully, I noticed that before I booked it. Mm. So, also, what was quite amusing is tickets for Spurs go on sale today, as in Thursday, day of launch of this podcast. Um, Heskiff, mm. we discovered that you have a very beautiful league record <laughs> at Spurs away. Yeah, it was working out. I know my record there is terrible, but I worked out in the league, old ground and new ground. I've seen us play 11 times away at Spurs. I've never seen a score. Oh, dear. Which is why, which is why we sort of discovered how the reason I love Martin Keller so much, Martin Kelly so much, is because his goal away in the cup is the only goal I've ever seen a score away at Spurs. So. Yeah, I can't wait to get my ticket for that one. 
Yeah, I've, I think I've got one goal on you being Shipley in 97-98, which VAR would have chalked off these days. Because slightly he was offside. Slightly tainted goals. <laughs> <laughs> in other loosely Palace related news, Neil Warnock has Hot, gone. Very polished finish, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this beer's lovely, by the way. Good. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> um, Warnock to Aberdeen, Albert. One more club for the 16th time. Mm. He loves it up there. He's always he's always thought the fans were great up there, even though he's never been. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you, you really wanted to know what Sharon made of it, didn't you, Heskiff? What does yeah. Sharon Warnock have to say? She, I think Sharon Warnock is absolutely delighted that he's buggered off again. Um, my, my, my issue with it is just that he always precurses everything he says with Sharon, that's my wife, as if we haven't heard about Sharon for his last 17 jobs. We know who <laughs> Sharon is, Neil. Just get on with it. Big stack of big stack of headshots, signed headshots in the bum bag. Up to Aberdeen. <laughs> you just don't, have just don't catch him. <laughs> Should have held out for a few more days. He'd held out for a few more days. He might have got our job. Shout now, Sharon. You'll never guess who's been on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't catch him late night on transfer deadline day. That's the only thing we need to remember. Oh, dear. Watching that Drake video, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Brighton away. Let's do it. Went really well. Yeah, it went really well for me. I didn't go or watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> on last on last week's pod, optimistically ending with, "Well, if we beat them, we're only five points behind them." Yeah, can I, I just? Say, I listened. I listened to last week's pod after <laughs> the Brighton game in the car, and I, w- I wish I'd been at stationary with a pen because it was mainly you, Terence. It definitely wasn't Heskiff, and maybe Carl was a little bit of it. There were some fucking ridiculous things being vaunted <laughs> around in terms of if we do this and we might do this. And I know I'm saying it with hindsight because I know what the result was, but fucking hell, you lot. I was also saying it with belief that Elisa and Eze would both be playing. Well, don't get used to that. <laughs> for, what, for what it's worth, Albert, I did spend the last five to ten minutes of that pod just shaking my head. Didn't say a lot, just shaking my head. Hmm. Like that Drake video. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, currents and niche. So Munoz made his debut, Heskiff. Yeah. Can't chalk it up as a great start. Some better stuff in the second half. Um, Struggled a little bit uh, with Tyrick Lamptey. Hmm. Who was it? Was it Jason who was saying, "It seems like he only ever plays against us." Who was it who was saying that? Yeah. So they just rolled him out for Palace games only, and he does really well unless he's getting beaten up by Tyrant Mitchell. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's really caused some problems that flank. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very tough. Um, I think it's definitely too obviously too early to judge Munoz, and he was better in the second half. Um, but clearly for a defender whose main sort of positive points are going forward, he didn't get to do that much. And 
the midfield as it was wasn't offering much support for any of the defence, never mind him. So, yeah, I think probably you can look at the second goal and say he didn't really stop the cross. Um, but as it, like I said, as it is, everyone's playing shit, aren't they? So it's he seems to have caught on pretty quickly. What was ideal is that rumours spreading around on Twitter after the game that some Palace fans decided to give it to his family in the stands who ended up leaving early very upset. Really? Mm-hmm. That's an ideal rumors? start. Rumours or actually happened? Uh, I don't think there was any doubt that it happened. Oh, fucking hell. So, well, welcome to Palace. That's not great, is it? Nope, not ideal. Wait all, the, wait all this time for a right back <laughs> and then chase him out after 45 minutes. <laughs> Judged after 45 minutes. But um, ba- based on his history, I don't think you want to be giving it to his family. He'll do a bit more than Yoa and come to the front of the stand. He'll climb in it. He'll do an Eric Dyer. He'll be up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, so, I'm sorry, Haskiff. You're, you're fielding this. Yeah. Lewis Dunk scored. Ugh. Yeah. We, we did say I would have given it more if I was him. Yeah. I Like, if it was me, those celebrations where they sort of run in, in front of the away fans and sit on the advertising standings with their arms crossed, at least do that. He, he, he was running off to his own... Normally, I'd say, look, just go and celebrate your own fans. But in these sort of games, you've got to give it. Yeah. I mean, um, he sort of did. He was giving it some as he run past us, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I was giving him a wanker sign, to be honest. I, I can't really see what else he was doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it was just... I mean, all of these... Don't let an early goal. Keep it tight early. Don't bother three. saying it anymore. Yeah. Well, we and, kept and the, the, it kept it to, out to the third minute in this game, at least. We got past the open in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. There was a collective <laughs> sigh of relief when the first 22 seconds of the game had gone past. <laughs> but, like, what, it's such a shit goal as well, isn't it? Like, just, he didn't do anything. He just jumped vertically, didn't, didn't make a run, didn't, like, jostle around and push people out of the way, anything. Just jumped and headed it straight forward. Really bad. Oh. From what was very clearly a planned, worked-out corner as well. Must be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've Given travelling to the game and getting boozy, I didn't really look at the team until probably beyond that point. I was like, oh, look. It's Richards and it's Hughes and it's Schlupp. Did that surprise yep. anyone? I was a I was a bit guided, really. I, I knew as and Elise they were out. Mm. Um, thank, unfortunately, one of them wasn't out enough. <laughs> he is now. Yep, he's out. Out. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just such a dry midfield. Is that? I thought. To be fair, I thought Lerma was all right. He sort of gives, I, he seems I, to I, give a shit. I didn't mention Lerma's name. As far as I'm concerned, Lerma was the only one who came out come out of that game yeah. with any credit. The guy, despite the result, run for 90 minutes, run himself yeah. into the ground, chased everything, and wouldn't give up on it regardless. So he escaped yeah, I mean, any sort of criticism. But the, but the rest, it's just such a. Well, we were saying this during the game. 
that we're so we must be so easy to play against, both in terms of like scouting what we're going to do because it's the same all the time, and just on the pitch, you know, that mid that that, that midfield, Richards, Schlupp, Hughes ain't ain't working, and as much as there are people who say you know France are in a Hamada, well they haven't shown anything when they've played, which I don't necessarily agree with. If you flip that question the other way round and say, have those players that play every game shown anything to deserve staying in the team, then I think the answer is no. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's part of the problem is that, and I'm sure we'll get into Roy, but it's just the same thing all the time. And the one, the one thing he did differently was finally make an unforced half-time sub. And then that went wrong. Well... Obviously, by that point, we're 3-0 down. Gay's gone off injured. They've scored two quick goals to make it 2-3. and three. Post-match, I'm so glad I didn't go. <laughs> post-match, Roy <laughs> can't help it, can he? He's at it again because Wharton's been caught on the ball in the middle of the park for the third goal, where you know I've watched it back several times now, and he picks the ball up on the half turn. And he's looking for someone, anyone ahead of him to just fucking move. And all four of them stand there and just look at him. No yeah. wonder he gets caught in possession because he's literally got no option. Like you, He's in a new team as well. Will Hughes was sort of dancing behind a Brighton player, so wasn't really an option. And the, the, IU, Schlupp and Mateta just stood there. And then he gets caught in possession and Schlupp just throws his arms up in the air and just sort of looks on and they go and score and Hodgson's just there in the post-match can't resist it can't resist it had to bring it up and blame him which then got edited out of the Crystal Palace website version of the quote yeah it did (laughs) did they leave the bit in about heart and passion (laughs) Protecting the three 0 <laughs> I yeah, I, mean, I listen, I didn't I didn't see the game, I saw the result. I, I managed to listen I think I listened to five minutes on the radio and it was three one and I, I I heard the fourth go in. You obviously <clears throat> can't say I rushed to watch any highlights at kick uh, at full time. And then you hear the um the Roy comments about passion and heart, whatever it was, commitment, passion and heart. And it's out of context for me because, I mean, the scoreline is the scoreline. But, you know, you two, seeing it in the flesh, how how did those comments make you feel having witnessed it? Well, for me, it's like the problem with the passion and the heart came was half an hour left when he's made substitutions and Ahmed is on the field, France is on the field. And... It's too late for the passion and the heart. You need the passion and the heart at nil-nil at the start of the game instead of giving it then. So, yes, the game did end with a bit more of us trying. I mean, we actually had a really good chance at 3-1 um, when Edouard and France are kind of got in each other's way and then France ended up hitting kind of a tame shot. But if that goes in, maybe things might have been a little bit different. Who knows? Because Brighton shaky as hell recently in the league with the form that they have, you know, just it's kind of as dire as ours is, really. Um, so you never know what could have happened at that point. But, you know, once again, just as highlighted by their fourth goal, it's just so so fucking easy to play through us. So easy. That 
Yeah, but the that passion and heart thing is just nonsense. You know, Carl said it on the pod last week saying the players are still unequivocally playing for Roy, which, you know, we've questioned in various points down the past. Now, if he's heard that firsthand and he's heard it firsthand, but I don't, how much is that playing for Roy is because he's only got him in training three days a week. <laughs> you know, we lose we lose four one biggest defeat against our rivals since the fifties, mm. and it gives a Monday off. And you know what? What really? I mean, there's not there's nothing really positive that comes out of the game. But what's really galling is we said it after Arsenal and they beat us five 0 It sounds ridiculous. They didn't really even have to play that well. They they were comfortably better than us. We gifted them some goals. But they weren't they weren't that good. But if you look at that fourth goal when he's sort of just running through the ball and half the team's sluggish, half of them don't do nothing. It like I don't want to get all ranty and I'll try not to. But like, you know, you pay a lot of money to go up and down the country and watch this team. Thankfully it wasn't that long a journey. But you pay all this money and yeah, heart and passion is fine but that should be the baseline for everything. Like, you get paid loads of money to play football. I know we've said all this sort of stuff before, loads of people have, but like, just, you know, it doesn't look like you're trying. And that's pretty bad. And it's just, you know, the, the, the stand at full time, the Palace bit. I mean, the Brighton bit was as well, to be fair, but the Palace stand at the end was half empty because everyone had just gone up the back to, to get a beer. Obviously, it was a bit of, bit of something going on with Joe at the end, which I'm sure we'll cover. But it it's just a really sad state of affairs because I think Palace, usually are all right, you know, you, you have the odd game where the atmosphere is pretty toxic. But as a fan base, I think we're all right. But this just feels, it just feels a bit different. You know, it just feels like it's not going to take anything to kick things off again next game. You know, Chelsea scoring the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. I think well, it's game over. There's a, there's a clear few point, talking points. First off, the Elise substitution. Now, with three 0 down, we are nowhere near in that game. He's carrying a bit of an injury. Yeah, you can say the medics or whatever have said that he's okay to play a half, but that sounds. There's a lot of. I'll listen to them when it suits me and I won't listen to them when it suits me <laughs> kind of behavior to that attitude, uh, to that comment. But for him to sprint once and pull up and now it looks like he's out for two months minimum is, Albert, you don't even need a bit of the game to realize that's just, that's just fucking negligent. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I have to, I have to play sort of devil's advocate and say that, had he not played Elise, there would have been a a, a considerable, if not sizable, chunk of the of the home or the away support slash our phone fan base saying, "Why didn't he bring Elise on?" No, I said it wasn't like that though. Like we were all so fucked off and knew the game was gone. Everyone was saying, everyone I could hear was talking about it. There's no point bringing Elise on. There's no point bringing Elise on. Don't bring on Elise. Just rest him. Fair enough. 
use him for bad um, games. Yeah, there might there might have been some people who would have would have said that and whatever and say you know and might I mean, have the used wider it. Yeah. wider fan base tw- Twitter sphere types you know yeah but yeah you're right if he's I mean I always find it peculiar and mm. I guess when you when you know when you've got a talismanic player like that you know he's either fit to fucking play or he's not fit to play you know a half or you know fucking 60 minutes all that stuff it's like what's the point because if they're not fully fit then they're just at risk of of breaking down or you know a bad just even a bad tackle can fucking you know aggravate a little niggle so it's like why don't we just just fucking leave it but yeah like i say i can sit here and say that with hindsight this goes back as well though to the Luton game which was his second game back at least say Mm. And you're supposed to be easing him in from a long-term injury. He's been out for months, and he plays him for like 120 minutes, whatever the game lasted, because it had all sorts of stupid amount of stoppage time. Mm. And then a few games later, he's breaking down, and he's out. Then he's back, and then now he's out again. Like ma- managing him has just been a mess, really. Yeah, yeah. All, all of. Whether whether it's the medical staff, Hodgson, whoever it fucking is, they've got to all take joint responsibility and just say it's a mess. You can't manage him like that, regardless of you know how important he is to the team, because he, he doesn't matter now because he can't fucking play again yeah. until whenever it is. So, and saying you know, oh, he he can play, he can play forty five minutes. He doesn't have to though. Like you said, the three 0 down just. For, Bring on Franca. Give him forty-five minutes. Do you know? Do something. Do something else. Well, Franca did then end up getting uh, thirty-five minutes of it because mm. he then re- he did then replace it. Started out wide initially. Got easily handled by that Igor guy or whatever. He's a big big lad who was. I don't know. Were they playing a three? It looked like they was playing a three at the back, kind of with wing backs. Riddle handled him well, but then he started to float and pick the ball up and. I think it's probably the best I've seen him play. Yeah. All across the back line, really dropping into pockets of space and bouncing the ball off people, moving in around, really wanting the ball, demanding the ball and so on. And really looked dangerous when he wasn't trying to take people on all the time, which, let's face it, he hasn't been that successful at since he's come to Palace. I don't know how, you know, those videos on YouTube, he's flying past people in Brazil, but I guess the Premier League's a different different kettle of fish compared to out mm-hmm. there. But yeah, looks really, really intelligent on the ball and finding the space. So maybe that's, you know, hopefully if Roy's still going to be here come Monday, he's seen that and you know, let him do what Eze's been doing or at least try to do it in a different way or whatever. But well, Giving the know. ball away and receiving goals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Easy. Um, so then, of course, we've had and the parish out, yanks out, whatever banner made another appearance. Um, anyone, anyone got any thoughts on it? Well, my main thought with the time was I was bursting for a piss after about five minutes of the game, and as I was trying to waddle upstairs before I pissed myself. At half time. A, yes, yes. At half time. At half time. They were having a tug of war 
between whoever it is that has that banner and the stewards. And I was just like, look, I don't want to have to break through it like I've just won the marathon, but it's not going to be good for anyone if I don't get to the loo. Are the stewards are the stewards very pro parish? It was weird. It was weird that, that I, was. they were even trying to take it. It felt strange. Like you know, I don't. I just. I don't know if I agree with the bad or not. Like I don't. I don't think. Um, getting parish out is the right way to go. Yanks, maybe I don't know, but you know that's the one man who is fundamentally going to care for the club. I think and whatever. Yes, he has some ulterior motives and whatever in turn in wanting to leave a legacy and build a stand and all of that stuff. And maybe that is, you know, impacting some of these decisions. But if you're giving me a straight toss up between him or Texter, I know <laughs> who I'm going to pick every day of the week. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think the flag's probably a bit counterintuitive at this point. One game at Arsenal, I think was probably enough. Well, next for the next game, what they can do is they can cross out Parish on it. They can cross out Yanks, and they can put Eze out, Elise out, and then just write two months yeah. underneath it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, but they, then they started singing at, so, at some point. We want Parish out, which then I guess some people confuse and start saying we want Hodgson out. But yeah, I don't think it was. It was far from the whole entire away end, wasn't it, Husky? If it was sort yeah. of more spatterings than than anything, um, which then led to Hodgson after the game talking about with the press being, you know, I'm sad that you know hearing those chants, which is an ideal. We've talked about it many times already. We wish it was just left at the end of last season, which would have been a far better legacy for Roy than going out like this and so on. But we are where we are, and then we get Joa coming over at the end now. What it's what it looked like to me was he was coming over to look for it. He was pissed off and he had a face where he was like ready for an altercation. But it appears that the guys he walked over and talked to in the crowd have all sort of individually tweeted and said that no, he was he came over, he fronted it up, told us that he knows it ain't good enough and stuff like that, and fair play to him for coming over. And then, you know, anytime it looks like that, you've got fans running from all directions just to be close and see what's happening then you've got other players and Paddy come wading in as well just to like you know make sure that he's alright or they can get him out or whatever in time but um, yeah it did look like Joel was coming over for for a row basically um, Dean Henderson I thought handled it really well because I mean again him coming in for just unnecessary pelters I don't really know what he's doing I saw it summed up somewhere we've got fullbacks that can't stop a cross coming in and we've got centre backs who can't win a ball in the air so <laughs> what, what luck has Dean Henderson got it's him nice going? to hear that Dean Henderson handled something well <laughs> hey see I mean just I just think it's unnecessary but he's clear he's really I'm only joking Dean if you're listening he's splitting opinions he really is he's very marmite like, Albert put your put your Hendo out banner down what is <laughs> <laughs> is it what how long is he out for what's my right <laughs> hmm. go on no you just look like you wanted to say something oh um, so yeah so all in all an incredibly bad day at the office uh, Brighton losing to Brighton last year did for Vieira 
um, mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's going to happen for Roy. Guys, you haven't mentioned your man in the match. <laughs> I know yeah. who your man of the match was, Albert. It was Jean-Philippe Matera, wasn't it? Fucking Come wasn't. on. Lovely goal. Fucking, I didn't Com- see it. Didn't complete, see it. Completely ineffective without Elise Sanese off of him. Um, talked about how well we did against Sheffield United. Um, as much as that might have been done to them being shit as well, but with a, mm. without at least had as a playing into him and him bouncing off to them and running and making space for them, just didn't look anywhere near as effective. But did take his goal well, really good header. So fair play to him. He headed the ball into he the did. back and of the net, and he meant it. Where was he trying to put it? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> he's aiming at us. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So. I think we're all pretty surprised that Roy's doing a job. Um, I think it's probably like piecing all of the stories together and everything. I think it's clear that he's a dead man walking. It's it's over. I think everyone's decided that it's over for him, but it appears we're struggling to get a replacement. Um, names have been banded around in the press, so... Unwalking dead men that we could use. <laughs> well, Steve Cooper looks like he probably doesn't have a reflection. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like an undead man walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so and it, and it sounds like we've spoke to some people, and the press seems to think no one wants it until the summer. Um. So it's all a bit of a mess, really, because Roy must know he's not a stupid man. He must know that the time's up, and yeah. he's just going to have—he's going to have to just front it out. But it's all—it's all getting very messy, and it's part of why I balked a bit on where with the parish banner in the sense that it's becoming a bit a trend of his tenure of just fucking strange things happening with managers, man. We've had Friedman, we've had Pulis, we've had Allardyce, <laughs> and now now we're here again. All of a sudden, you know, we, even with when we got Vieira in, he ended up being our third choice, fourth choice, whatever he was, getting used by um, what's his name, the one who's at Nuno Espirito Nuno. Santos, and all of that. So it is becoming a bit of a trend of his thing that he's, when it comes to manager, he's not great. That was twice, I think, we've had over 30, 40 days to employ a manager. Not his, not his strong suit. Yeah, and I think the succession planning part of it has been continually pretty bad. Um, you know, like you said, it took ages for us to appoint Vieira, only he was third choice, if that. Then we got rid of Vieira... And then we brought in Hodgson, which is a bit weird. And then we're like, okay, well, Hodgson kept us up great. It's the summer. Let's get someone out. And we don't know who we want to get. So let's just appoint Roy. And now it's not even we've gotten rid of Roy and we don't know who to get in. We're still at the stage where we're like, yeah, we, well, we haven't sacked you yet, Roy. You, you probably will be. But just can you just take training tomorrow if tomorrow's not a day off? <laughs> and then we'll... Like, let you know. Keep keep your phone handy. We'll let you know what's going on. It's just that sort of thing where it's like, I understand that football can change very quickly. 
But if the rumours are true, you know, some people are not super keen on coming to Palace midway for a season, especially when you look at that squad and you say, well, the best four players in the Palace team are Decore, Elise, Eze and Gay, all of whom are injured. And we've got a bunch of games coming up. So we're in a bit of a hide into nothing. Which just leads back to, okay, well, Roy, you're, you're still here, I suppose. Um, you know, I want to think that it's no guarantee we stay up. I hope we stay up, obviously. And then we have we know what we're doing in the summer, but I don't really have much hope that, you know, we will because we haven't really shown to be able to plan, even in the medium term, manager-wise, very well. It's not out of the realms of plausibility that Roy gets fired and then appointed again on a temporary basis until the end of the season. Right. <laughs> Get the caretaker bounce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know. There's, there's so much risk involved here with everything that's going on. Uh, one thing that I can't get over that I keep seeing everywhere is about a long-term deal. In for Roy, no, so oh I keep seeing all this stuff around Cooper wanting that if it is Cooper now, Cooper wants a long term deal. I just can't shake it. I've seen it from different corners of various like sources and so on, where it's like Cooper's trying to, I don't know, take advantage of the situation. So I don't know, this is just merely, merely me piecing things together, like there's nothing that I know or anything like that, but you know. There seems to be this kind of weird ultimatum of do you try and stick Roy out to the end of the season and just assume that we'll stay up and then get your more fancied choice in or do you get rid of Roy now and bring someone in on a long-term deal which then scarpers your more longer-term planning for who you wanted initially, which is for some reason tickles in the back of my mind that Cooper's like, I'll take it now on a five-year deal, which is, you know, trying to use it to his advantage. But that's just completely me speculating. Um, You know, there's names have been flashed around in the past and more exciting progressive managers in terms of Fonseca at Lille. You've got McKenna at Ipswich, are two names that have been mentioned in the press. You know, like those come trying to wait around for them in the summer comes with huge risk attached to it because if Ipswich come up, is McKenna going to want to leave? Unlikely. If, as it looks like, Fonseca takes Lille to the Champions League, is he going to decide, actually, I want to crack at the Champions League with Lille? Of course, the counter to that is four, five, six months is a long time in football and other managers that you didn't realise you could get become available for whatever reason and you could get someone else who initially wasn't on your radar who would be just as good as those guys. (laughs) But, yeah. But it's it's fine. Everything about it is so nuanced this season in terms of how it's going with the managers, how it's going with all the players injured and so on. But there is fundamental misgivings at the end of last season beginning this season and Roy shouldn't still be here we all knew we didn't have enough depth and that a couple of injuries could really screw us over so there is blame firmly at the door of the board on the grounds that we're in this mess and they're having to dig us out of it but 
it's all materialized from problems that were, I think were very easily foreseeable at the beginning of the season. And that's why we are where we are. Um, so hopefully they can dig us out of it. Um, because I say I'd much, much rather a Crystal Palace fan at the helm than, you know, someone random coming in. Um, that comes around of, you know, <laughs> this isn't the first crisis we've been in. We've been in quite a few just in our, you know, 40 years of 30 years as Palace fans between us, whatever. Uh, which admin do you want to talk about? <laughs> you want to take the one where death was marching down Holmesdale Road <laughs> with thousands of fans behind him? I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously, I was of a reasonable age for the first administration, but I can't really recall too much about it. I just remember... Just remember the sort of the immediate aftermath, sort of coming out of it, and someone, some thirty-year-old in a bright red blazer and a phones for you carrier bag, <laughs> turning up at family open day and and signing pictures and all that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, the the second administration is much more, much more real, and you know, on the face of it, was certainly a lot closer to going to the wire and and obviously because we were doing so well or doing well enough before we got the points deduction yeah it's, and the way it ended um with the the hillsborough game so yeah that that one's definitely very much more sort of crystallized as a as a string of events rather than the first one to me but mm. yeah we do like a crisis no i can't i remember the first one pretty well in I've still got the Goldberg out sign from that day because I've For got one months. of the, <laughs> I've got one of the actual like re- it's on really fancy paper. It was like really well produced <laughs> and was on the Homesdale Road with Death leading it. Um, yeah, but does he win the manager's job? <laughs> Goldberg, yeah, well, did a good job at Bromley for a while, didn't he? Because do you know? I reckon the job advert just says, "Do you want to?" manager team that finishes 12th apply here <laughs> that's all you need to do yeah hopefully we'll finish 12th um but yeah God, we we were joking around you know saying this is not the first palace crisis that either, any of us have experienced so the two admins and then we was just like oh let's just draw up a little list off the top of our heads and got very messy very, <laughs> very quickly having already alluded to tony pulis um just sort of see so you in court pulis Ending up in court. Um, not the only manager who's ended up in court, Albert. Bounce back ability. <laughs> now we're getting served mad papers live on TV. <laughs> Still one of my favourite things I've ever happened to have witnessed unfurl live on live TV. That mm. was wicked. And then Simon Jordan being on the phone from Marbella straight away to just put the boot in even more <laughs> fucking quality <laughs> oh a bit further back in time we've got alan mullery becoming manager and fans actually full-on boycotting and our attendance is being in the low you know three thousands four thousands pretty good but we're all a bit too young to be able to talk on that one um <laughs> just talked about was it dowie moving north brilliant um 
Freeman to Bolton. That yeah, was that, was a, that was definitely a crisis. I remember definitely <laughs> saying the words to my brother when it when the because it was like a couple of days of rumours bubbling away, wasn't it? it it sort of snuck, snuck under the radar for a little while. I remember saying to my brother, fucking hell, if, if, if a club legend like that is going to do the dirty on us and fuck off to Bolton, then I'm done with football. <laughs> here I am. And here I am. Fucking, what, 11, 12 years later, fucking mug. Absolute <laughs> moron. I remember uh, that, that Freeman thing. I had a, I had a chat with my mate, Dan Cooper, and we were a bit like you. We were like, he's not going to go to Bolton, is he? Why? Why the fuck would he go to Bolton? He's, he's a Palace hero. We're onto a good thing, all that. And we ended up having like a two-hour phone call. We were like, oh my god, if if a hero will do that, anyone can do that. I, everything that I thought I believed is wrong. Mm. We're living a lie. He lied sorry, straight to I my just, face. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just have to interrupt just for a brief second. I've I've Googled the Dowie Charlton <laughs> incident and I found an article on The Guardian where the uh, the headline is Dowie unveiling goes Ritz up. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, carry on. That's good. Very, very good. Um, no, but Friedman, Friedman straight up lied to my face as well about that a few days before it was at the vice president's dinner i was sat next to him and i asked him straight to his face being linked to bolton it's like obviously that's nonsense he was like why would i go to bolton how did the rest of this meal go by the way because if he wasn't going to bolton and then he had dinner with you and two days later (laughs) he leaves for bolton terence (laughs) yeah it was i don't think it was my fault T-, well, t-, t suspicions were raised when Friedman was putting his dinner in a Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. Shit, maybe it, was, <laughs> maybe it was my fault. Who knows? Mm. Um, oh, but let's say in that season, though, then the we had a fucking Birmingham at home when we lost 4 0, and it all looked like promotion was over. <laughs> That was a that was a fun day at Celeste. Probably got probably got us promoted in the end though. Probably the we needed it, which kind of echoes Sunderland as well, really. When we lost four yeah. 0 at home to Sunderland under Allardyce, mm. and then it sort of snapped everyone into gear. I think we I think we lost the next game, but then won like the next four, including beating Chelsea maybe. So you're mm. saying there's a chance. <laughs> mm. So come on, we we should we we should all be used to it by now. We've been through enough crises. Like there can't be a team that's more of a fucking shit show than us that's managed to stay in the top two divisions since 1976. Can't be. But we we're, we're all still here. We ride it out. Yeah, but not really loads. Like they've been in the Premier League the whole time. Yeah. Now they get some points deductions. I suppose they have fallen from winning the league to n- doing nothing in four years. But hey, it's what it is. I'm clutching at straws. It's, we're still definitely more shambolic than ever. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
So, yeah, we're all used to it. Chins up. Get on with it. Get behind the team. Let's see, see what happens. But looks like Roy is still going to be there on Monday. Hope, hopefully, <laughs> we're not three 0 down by half time. What What do you reckon the team's going to be? Also, before uh, before I say this, because he's just he's oh. just popped into my head. I can't be the only one that continually forgets that Rob Holding is a Palace player, right? I think he's had surgery. Apparently so. I saw someone mention him the other day. I was like, I forgot about you. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. Ha- hands up, full, full. Yeah, you've totally reminded me that he is a Palace player. Yeah. I completely forgotten he existed. Right. Unsurprising, so- he's injured. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, Henderson Munoz. Mitchell, Richards, Anderson. Yeah. It's got to be your back. Yeah. Lerma, Wharton in the holdings. France are in 10. Fucking ball away again. France are 10. <laughs> France are 10. Are you right? Edouard left. Matera up top. It that, like you've named 15 players. Can you I don't hate that team. I don't hate that team. Back five. With them, with Wharton and Lerma, centre mid, mm. France are ahead of them. Out wide, Edouard, Ayu, Mateta through the middle. It's th- You're a fucking dreamer. You're a fucking well, dreamer. Well, I am a dreamer. And then it, come, it basically just comes out of he's got to try and do something different. Mm-hmm. Can't just keep going out there with his madness and just throwing Hughes in at 10 to press whoever's trying to pick the ball up deep for them. It's just Chelsea on top of Chelsea is shit. Like <laughs> said that last time. Yeah, yeah and they were so they were, shit. Yeah. Like I know I've one name. Night of recording they've beaten Villa three one in Villa Park in the FA Cup, but you know I don't think they can string two wins together for Toffee, really, unless they're playing us, actually. I think they did it when they last played us, which is the first time they've done it for a while. So God knows. But we can't, Roy just can't go out there again and say, I've got to give loads of respect to Chelsea because they've got better players than us because Wolves didn't go and think that at Stamford Bridge this weekend, did they? They just went, went there and fucking turned them over because they're soft and they're shit. So we've got to try and make something happen, and that is why. But let's face it, that will not be the team, will it? Nope. You know it won't because... There's one name that you've failed to mention. Yeah, Schlupp will obviously be in there instead, and Hughes will obviously be in there instead. Mm -hmm. And it will be be Franza, and it will be um, Edouard who won't be in there. There's an argument somehow to make a 4-4-2 as well. We haven't seen Edouard and Mateta up front together for ages. No, that eliminates a plan B from the bench, but fuck it, we don't do plan Bs anyway. So yeah. <laughs> who knows? It's hard. So I don't know. That's what I'd want the team to be, but it's not going to be the team. Well, if that's the team, I'll wire you 20 quid on the day. If that's the team. Why I'll wire you. I'll wire, I will wire you. Because I'm going to be in America, I will wire you 25 quid if Franca is in the starting lineup. You can That's forget quid, not not US dollars. Thank you. Well, whatever. 
<laughs> if he's in the starting lineup, I'll give you 25 quid. Okay. Um, what are you going to America for, Albert? Um, you know why I'm going to America. Say it with your chest. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Be proud. Going to an going to an, an awards an awards ceremony on Saturday. You going to win? No, we're not going to win. But I'm not there to win, and that's what? why I'm a Palace fan. I'm not. Why, there to why, win. But why are you not going to win? Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, we get trounced by Barbie, which is fine because that'll mean my my wife will have won. So I'm I'm there as <laughs> I'm there as cheerleader Ken. Big weekend, big weekend in the Curly household. Yeah, amazing. To both be up in the same award category in such a prestigious award ceremony is amazing, mate. Fair play if to you, some, mate. If, some, if somehow uh, my film does win, it'll be <laughs> full-on dab in our face. <laughs> so if, if Joe does win and yes. you're in America, will you be Beach? I... I <laughs> If you've seen Barbie, you'll get it, and it's hilarious. And if you haven't seen Barbie, just pretend you have, and it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly that. (laughs) If if you do win, Albert, we'll speak to someone at the club. Maybe you can parade the trophy at half time. I've definitely seen people paraded around for fucking less. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jeffrey Schlupp. (laughs) Mate I, mate, I don't want to start. I don't want to start in midfield. No. <laughs> mm. That pitch is really big when you get on it and try and run around on it. That's for sure. Just, w- yeah. just walking around it at the end of the fucking marathon march was big, <laughs> bad enough. <laughs> Lovely. So, yeah, who's? Uh, I mean, Albert, I've, I've I sense uh, giving up on this season from you. I'm, gl- I'm glad you that impression. <laughs> I'm glad that you're still coming and um, gracing us with your comic relief. That's uh... <laughs> no, I will go again. I will go again. Uh, I, like I say, I would have watched the game on on Saturday, uh, but I was running children around to various parties, and it was a good excuse to just fucking ignore it, especially when you fucking go one 0 down to that prick fucking after the three minutes. <laughs> Um, it's just you know look it's life is hard life is busy when you got two demanding kids and you work fucking five days a week sometimes six days a week and it takes you two hours to get to fucking Selhurst and back sometimes I don't want to go and fucking put myself through it and I know it's I know it makes you sound like a shit fan and all that bollocks but fucking I've had my money for the season ticket (laughs) I'm happy to let other people have a go you know um in, in the hope that, in the hope that you know, next season that they they decide that they would also like a season ticket. So in a way, I'm doing more for the club by not going <laughs> than going. Do you know what? They're probably sitting on a bunch of season ticket pamphlets at the moment, which they can't release, and they're going to be out of fucking date because the first window to buy is going to have expired. Because <laughs> they can't. <laughs> we Hurry up and buy. take my money, guys. <laughs> Do you know, you know the pain that the admin goes through every time they have to send a fan survey when we've just got smashed at home. They just don't want to send it out. Uh, shit. It feels like the season tickets sort of get released later and later every fucking year. Mm. I'm sure it used to be January, like not that long ago, a few years ago. Mm. Um, 
but I guess they're waiting for um how would you describe it? What are they waiting for? Waiting for a, a, a better opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we're now like even with um I'm just because uh, sorry, I, I should probably explain my thought process here before I just say digital tickets. Um I was thinking about the old season to get book pamphlets that you used to get with a ticket when each one and you'd have your program voucher in the back and you'd have vouchers for cup games as well if we got through to cup games do you remember what those are we have two cup different to- to- two different tournaments a season <laughs> no. although weirdly the league cup second round might end up being the highlight of this season if we're not careful <laughs> you can't you can't you can't lob it on the you can't lob the new ones on the pitch mm. unless you're willing to no. jack your phone yeah. I might. What I might do is I might take a screen grab of the season ticket f- f- in my wallet, print it out, and just have it in my pocket. <laughs> paper, 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 paper. Yeah. Throw that. Yes. Mm. We'd let it in if you did throw it. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like it'd fucking fly around and do a one eighty, and Henderson would go straight in his eye and blind him out for mm. the season. Let's be. Yeah. Let's just do some. Let's just do some quick real talk. Is anybody here genuinely concerned about being relegated? Uh, yeah. Heskiff's genuinely concerned about being relegated at the best of times. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, FA, FA Cup final at, at Wembley. Punch has just put, put us 1-0 up. Heskiff's looking round. <laughs> could get relegated here. Yeah, this could be it, guys. <laughs> um, we've still got Burnley to come to Celeste. Hopefully, we have a couple of players back by that point. Um, then you're just only really looking for a couple more wins. With points deductions going around, I still think it's going to be really hard to go down. Um, I can't I can't really see it. If Elisa and Eze come back, or Eze comes back into action in a couple of weeks and breaks down immediately again, um, yeah, we could. We're gonna. It's going to definitely be tight. But I think we're just going to about having enough, especially if you factor in if Forest are losing another six points and Everton are, well, Forest are going to lose six and Everton are going to lose, albeit gains four, but lose another six. I think it's hard. We do go to Everton right. in a couple of weeks, really, so avoid defeat at Everton. Oh, let's not do this nonsense again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if if we do this, then we'll, we're going to lose, and we both know we're going to lose. We all three of us know we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. We're going Perfect. down according to t- two out of three. Two out of Perfect. three can't be wrong. Perfect note to end on. That we're going mm. down. <sighs> well, we'll be back next week. Um, we have Everton, as just mentioned, another Monday night game. So, oh. mm. well, it gives you your weekend. You know, you can watch it on TV in the night. Yeah, can't, can't, can't you know. have your week. Can't have your weekend fucked up if you're playing on a Monday, can you? That's I guess one silver lining. Just ruins your whole week instead. That's fine. It's fucking Monday, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> week's already ruined. <laughs> well, great, hopefully, great end to a shitty day. <laughs> hopefully the youth cup can cheer us up tomorrow and we can knock Chelsea out of that and then the women go on and do the same thing at Chelsea on the weekend in is that the FA Cup as well 
yeah. tough draw tough draw for our women but really good experience for them hopefully they can cause an upset and then hopefully we can cause an upset on monday <laughs> who knows we'll see but we'll be back next wednesday we'll talk about chelsea updates on the manager situation see where we are with that and um build you up to what's a six pointer i suppose against oh, everton appointment oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant but thanks for listening thank you Heskiv. thank you albert and until next time up the palace <laughs>